0: Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I am Matt.
1: I'm Ashley. I'm Sean.
0: We are back with another installment in 31 Days of Halloween, our special podcast series where every day in October we discuss a film that's in the horror or thriller or mystery genre. And today we're going to talk about John Carpenter's
2: The Thing. So a a quick synopsis of The Thing is um, there is an American (laughs) research station in Antarctica (laughs) Um, and they soon discover that, uh, an alien life form is amongst them and (laughs) the entirety of the movie is basically a kind of (laughs) who's who, who's normal, who's not, who's alien, who's human. Um, and that's pretty much the
1: plot as I see it. Boys, Sorry for that that bad intro. No, that's good. That's good. Um, so this I had never seen this movie I watched it for the first time in preparation for this podcast and um, it yeah it really um, really worked on me I thought it was very suspenseful and frightening I thought the the thing the the alien and how it manifested itself and how it um, looked and behaved was rather frightening mm. and um, yeah, the special effects were amazing. Mm-hmm. I like the the isolated um, setting and the inhospitable setting. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of added to the the suspense and the the feeling of claustrophobia that you know they were feeling inside this place. Um, I I liked it a lot. Um, it had kind of an alien feel to it. The like, movie Alien. The movie Alien. Mm-hmm. I don't know when Alien came out. It re- came out
0: uh, three
1: years before this. Okay. It, it kind of reminded me of that um, in some ways. But, um, yeah, I liked it a lot. What do you think?
0: Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed this too. This was also my first time seeing this. Mm. I'm really, I'm a bad horror fan and then I haven't <laughs> seen it till now. Um, no, this worked for me. So one thing I'm going to get out of the way with right now is the special effects. I feel like there's going to be some people that these won't work very well for. Um, I, I think they, they worked for me, although I did recognize that, you know, they're, they're, you know, before we started recording, Sean, you were talking about, you know, how you prefer these kind of um, real effects versus like CGI. Yeah. And I'm the same way. And that's kind of how we grew up, right? Right. Um, I don't know what a younger person would think of these effects, or even people our age, or looking back on this movie, and whether they would think, oh, this hasn't aged well. I mean, I like the organic realness of the special effects here. I acknowledge that sometimes they do look a little fakeish, <laughs> But, you know, I mean, with a lot of these things, you've got to suspend your disbelief, right? Right. Yep. So, um, I just kind of want to get out of the way. But the, the horror effects work for me here the horror element in general of like, you know, the kind of the plot as, is, as is, is Sean described, I mean, you know, and Ashley was talking about the isolated setting. I mean, that really worked on me. Um, the movie is almost two hours long. It's just 10 minutes shy of two hours. And mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it was very long. I mean, mm-hmm. I felt like it was, went by at a good clip and I didn't feel like it overstayed its welcome. And, you know, it's just got, it's kind of a who's who of a lot of actors. I mean, you know, you got Kurt Russell and, Wilford Brimley and Keith David, who's, you know, still working, and T.K. Carter, Richard Masseur. I mean, there's... there's It's an all-male cast. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. But, uh, no, I mean,
2: this this was solid. Yeah. Well, I think I, I did a bad synopsis of the film, and I don't even think I mentioned this was a... As most of us probably understand, John Carpenter film. Um, and I'm a big John Carpenter fan, and this probably... Is my favorite John Carpenter movie? Maybe I mean, Carpenter's made a lot of films that I that I like a lot, but this might be right up there at number one. I feel mm-hmm. like his partnership with Kurt Russell is also like a plus in in my um, in my uh, estimation. I feel like Escape from New York was really good, The Thing was really good, Big Trouble in Little China, all like John Carpenter Kurt Russell um, collaborations. But I really really like The Thing a lot, um, and I know I read you know I've read. Older reviews that mention the word nihilism a lot. They mention you know ap- apocalyptic, and they kind of even refer to like this the thing, uh, the Carpenter film *Prince of Darkness*, and then another Carpenter movie in *The Mouth of Madness*. They call it the apocalyptic trilogy, I mm-hmm. guess, just because of the tone um, of the of the film. Um, and I don't want to give any spoilers away, but you know, things things kind of turn out very ambiguous, and mm-hmm. again kind of nihilistic at the end but overall i mean the performances i think for for a horror sci-fi film are first rate i really really enjoyed the practical special effects i think that it was ratcheted ratcheted tension the entire movie you you, you're never sure who's who which is obviously Mm -hmm. the point but i just think it's it's like a master class in in you know how to build a horror film horror sci-fi film um you know, from the from the very outset, I, I I'm a really big fan of, of the thing. Yeah, from the performances, the special effects, the setting, you know, it's all it's mm. all top notch for me. It, it this one is another one that that probably going to crack the top ten of my <laughs> horror sci-fi filmology if I had to if I had to say so.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'll just stress again. I really liked um, the special effects. I think we've all said that. Um, to me, they were. Completely convincing for the most part. There, you know, there's one section where the head sprouts legs, yeah, and that was a little cheesy. But uh, overall, I thought it was really fantastic. Yeah, what they were able to achieve. Um, yeah, I, what did we think of the score? Because I had kind of a love-hate relationship with the score. It's
0: interesting you bring that up. So you know, I did some reading about this after we watched mm-hmm. it, and uh, for one thing, I was shocked to read that. This was not very well received um, when it first came out because it is well received now. It seems to be; it's it's Mm -hmm. gone up in in esteem over the years. But I also read that so the hopefully they pronounce the name right. Ennio Morricone Mm -hmm. um, composed it, and he actually got like a Razzie or a Razzie nomination for the score. Really, (laughs) Um, back back in the day. And I had no problems with the score
1: at all. See, I thought it was kind of I liked. I liked it sometimes, but then sometimes I thought it was a little intrusive and distracting. Hmm.
2: So, yeah, I'd never heard that before. I had no idea you got the Razzie for yeah. that. That that's Well, and Matt, you bring up a good point. And I, too, kind of, you know, I saw it as a kid and I've seen it many times since. But it's only whenever, you know, the Internet became available that I was able to kind of see how kind of maligned the movie really was. <laughs> I mean, it seemed to be almost like universally, I wouldn't say panned, but universal, like lukewarm reviews. So I... I've been trying to figure out why. Since so, it's one of those movies that was lukewarm, but now is a, is a classic. I I'm trying to put my finger on why that is because I you know I, I I loved it from the beginning. So I don't I didn't retroactively say oh yeah I hated it, but now it's a classic. <laughs> I, I any any ideas on why that might be? I, I I mean I don't know. I I um
0: I read Roger Ebert's review of it after I watched the movie, and his big thing was he didn't think the characters were. Fleshed out enough, uh, no pun intended. But uh, you know they, and I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, there are a ton of characters in this. Yeah. These people who, I mean, this this isolated Antarctic station. I mean, has like I don't know. I feel like there's ten or fifteen people there, but um, there's not. I mean, you're not going to you know carve out you know well defined characters yeah. in that. But I think actually the movie does a decentish job yeah. of it. Um, they're stand-ins for just generic folks. And, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes, actually, I think that you're able, you're better able to, you know, kind of see yourself in there maybe right. a little bit. But, yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, another thing I'll say, I think the set design was really good. Another thing I read about it after we watched it was, you know, when they were filming this, I think, in Los Angeles, it was like 100 degrees outside, hmm. and they were, you know, mm-hmm. on the soundstage, which they kept particularly cold. But, I mean... The 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 settings. Uh, I mean, they did film some on location for like the exterior stuff. Uh, I think in like British Columbia, but um, the interior. I mean, it felt like yeah. a claustrophobic station in Antarctica. For what I could guess, one would look like. Yeah. yeah,
2: I. Well, it's funny because Carpenter. I I know like throughout the year, it, it's like it, it, the the reception of it bothered him. Like mm-hmm. I, I've I, he mentions it all the time. He's like, uh, you know, the thing. You know, if it would have been a hit, I do. I now I do remember. E.T. had come out at the same time. I think that did. Yeah. I think that did affect like how this was received. E.T. is like the gentle, obviously the the complete opposite <laughs> of the of the uh, unidentified uh, life form that we made in the thing. They're complete polar opposites. So I did read someone say that maybe that was why it got a cold reception. I, I don't know, but I, I know it's bothered Carpenter since, and I've I've always kind of struggled with it. I just I you know I I thought I thought the film was fantastic, so I. I, I, one thing I do want to bring up too, um, I don't want to give any spoilers out, but the ending, hmm. uh, I know that as a kid, like I, as a kid, I had my set thing with, all right, this is what happened and this is, you know, what mm-hmm. happened at the end. And I, apparently, there's been debate over the ending uh, betw- for years and years. Mm-hmm. And Carpenter's been asked to settle it. The screenwriter's been asked <laughs> to settle it. Kurt Russell's been asked to settle it. Yeah. They filmed alternate, they filmed an alternate ending. I know I've seen. Oh, wow. But to me, I, I guess it's ambiguous, but like John Carpenter said, "Well, you decide. You're the viewer. You know, mm-hmm. does it have to be spelled out for you?" But I always thought that was interesting, and I think the ending turned a lot of people off. Actually,
1: hmm. there's a lot of people who do not like ambiguous endings. Yeah, exactly. I'm not one of those people. I like yeah. them a lot. Yeah, they keep you thinking about it. And I thought
2: about it. It was settled with me. I thought, all right, here's how I this is what <laughs> I think. So I am one of those
0: people, that <laughs> yeah. but I'm okay with this ending because. Here's again, trying not to give away too much, but you know, it's a f- almost forty year old movie. Yeah. But, you know, if is if you at least kind of wrap up some aspect yeah. of the plot, I'm okay if you leave another part kind of ambiguous. And I feel like this does that. I mean this does, as far as we can tell, wrap up part of the, what's going on. Yeah. But then it does leave, you know, all the king kind of dangling out there.
2: I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. It worked for me, yeah. So, Sean, what do you give this out to? I'm going to give it a 10. I hate to be the guy that always gives 10s. I feel like I'm always <laughs> giving 10s, but yeah. this is pr- probably going to, like I said, crack my top 10 horror sci fi films of all time, I would say.
1: Yeah.
0: 7.8. <laughs> um, I will give this an 8.5. Wow. So, our score is an 8.8, 8, and it's on the tomato meter. Now, I don't know where these reviews are coming from, but it's on the tomato meter with an 84% certified mm-hmm. fresh. Nice. nice and uh audience scores 92% so yeah cool thanks for listening thank you
2: thank you